0: Hello and welcome to The Coping Toolbox, a child psychology podcast hosted by clinical psychologist Dr. Leila Din Osman, Dr. Mary Simri McDonald and Dr. Jennifer Vrend. We hope that this podcast helps parents, children and teens learn new coping skills in dealing with their stress and anxiety and to help strengthen relationships in their lives.
1: Hi everyone. Welcome to the Coping Toolbox, a child psych podcast. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Jen Vrent, and we're doing something a little bit different today. Um, We're just going to be doing a quick discussion of a relaxation tool called box breathing. This is also known as four square breathing. Dr. Jen, can you tell us a little bit about why you wanted to discuss this tool today?
0: For sure. So box breathing is a tool that I teach to nearly all of my clients. Um, And what's really neat about it is, um, you know, it's it's great for all different ages. And I've even had the experience before where I might teach someone when they're quite young and then for whatever reason, they might come back and visit me as a teenager and they'll actually say, you know what, Dr. Jen, I still do the box breathing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just love it. I think the reason I love it so much is just that it's really simple and easy to do, but it's also very powerful and it's just a great way to be able to it's a great tool for being able to relax. So it's an easy way that we can just clear our minds relax our body and improve focus Um, so as I say it's it's easy to learn, and then it can also be highly effective in stressful situations.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. It's so important to learn these relaxation strategies that are really easy. They're very portable. We can do them everywhere. And, um, you know, when we're stressed out, it's pretty easy for our brain to kick in to the strategy.
0: That's it. Exactly. And and even like you say, being able to do it in all different um, situations, mm-hmm. right? And it's not an obvious thing. So, yeah, it works really yeah. well.
1: Yeah, I find a lot of times with my clients, it really can help if we explain how a tool actually works. Would you be able to give us a brief description of how box breathing works?
0: For sure. So um, often in our day-to-day lives, we breathe quite shallow, right? So it makes me think of, you know, for a, a yoga class or, or meditation or things like that, they're always encouraging us to breathe deeply. And the reason for the the encouragement to breathe deeply is when we take deep breaths in and and exhale deeply out, it sends our message, it sends a message to our brain just to calm down and to relax. Um, And then the brain sends this message to our bodies. So when we're anxious, like we've talked about in previous episodes, we go into this fight or flight mode. um, And it's often hard to think clearly because the emotions are so high. So when we do this box breathing tool, what happens is it just allows us to counter the stress response. And calm our body down. So it's it's really neat because box breathing not only helps to calm the body, but in turn allows us to think more clearly and more rationally. So I talk to kids often about when we're feeling really emotional and the emotion's really high, the emotion's gonna cloud our thinking and we can't think logically. So the first step is we really have to calm our body down, and then we'll be able to think more logically.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think sometimes people try to go right into this problem solving mode at a time when we're in heightened state of anxiety and it can be very challenging to connect with that part of our brain so using a really quick technique like this to help calm ourselves down first before we go into more of that problem-solving mode can be really really effective Um, so this is a great one would you be able to walk us through how to do box breathing
0: yeah definitely so Um, what I like to do in my office um, is actually have kids draw this out. So um, if anybody at home wants to get a piece of paper and some some markers, you can pause now um, and just set yourself up. You've got a paper and some markers. Um, And then what I have the kids do is they just draw a big square um, on the page in front of them. So it's a pretty big square, takes up most of the paper. There's a little bit of room along the edges, though. Um, So if you've got your square, and then what you do is you start by drawing an arrow that goes up. So in the bottom left hand corner of your square, you draw an arrow that goes up the left hand side of the square. Then you're going to draw another arrow going across the top. So it goes from left, and then the head of the arrow is pointing to the right side. Then you're going to do an arrow that goes down the bottom, or sorry, the right side of the square. And then you do one one more arrow, most most people have it by now, (laughs) that's going to go across from right to left along the bottom of the square. So you've got your square and you've got an arrow that goes up across the top, down the side and across the bottom. Then what I have the kids do is draw a number four on each of the sides of the arrows. So you've got a, a number four on the left-hand side of the page, on the top of the page, on the right side of the page and at the bottom. Um, so what I'm gonna do next is I'll describe how it works. And then if it's okay with you, Dr. Mary, we'll go through it a couple of times together. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. So, so what we do is we start at the bottom of the square, and we take a deep, slow, steady breath in, and we're going to count to four. I'll do it out loud just to kind of keep us all on track. um, But this should be done in your head. then we kind of trace along the top of the square from left to the right. And we hold as we count to four. Then I trace down the right side of the square and have a nice steady breath out. And then we just relax as we trace the bottom of this square along the bottom. So again, we're gonna, we start at the left side, we breathe in and slowly count to four, we hold and count to four, we breathe out or exhale and count to four, and then we just relax. And we just keep doing that a few times. So usually when the kids are learning, um, I like to trace that square for them. They've already drawn the square out and it's provided a nice visualization for them. Um, or sometimes they actually like to trace it themselves. But then eventually what I do is I suggest that they picture that square in their mind as they breathe and even that visualization can kind of distract us from some of our anxious thoughts and just calm our mind. Um, And also, you know, in, as I said that that will then help calm our bodies as well.
1: I was just thinking that's such a nice element um, that you can either visualize the square or you could even trace it on your leg, for example, or the desk in front of you or, you know, anywhere you are. If you don't have it in front of you, you can trace it or visualize it in your mind.
0: Yeah. And and what I I love about, about working with kids and teenagers is they come up with some really creative ideas too, right? Where they're like, you know, they'll tell me about, like, I won't even mention this, but then they'll be like, you know, I was on the bus and I was feeling really anxious, so I started drawing the square on my hand and doing it as I drew it on my hand or things like that, right? So they just, this is what's great about working with kids, and they sometimes change it up a little bit, um, which I'm totally fine with. The, the main idea behind it all is getting the deep breath in and the deep breath out. So yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so should we work on doing this all together now?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Perfect.
0: So I suggest closing your eyes just to kind of help with the relaxation piece. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll just let a deep breath go, uh, like a deep exhale, and then we'll start all together. So as I said before, usually you do the counting in your head, but just because we're all doing it together, I'll count out loud for this part. Okay, so everybody can take a deep exhale and breathe in two, three, four, and hold two, three four and breathe out two, three, four and relax two, three, four. Now breathe in One, two, three, four and hold two, three, four and breathe out two, three, four and relax. Two, three, four. One more time, breathe in. and hold, two, three, Four and breathe out, two, three,
1: four, and relax, two, three, four. That was great. I feel so nice and relaxed now. <laughs> that was really nice.
0: It's really, it's really neat in my sessions because I'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll often say like, you know, Does that help? Do you feel relaxed? And, you know, I get different responses because sometimes the first time and people doing it in front of me and doing it in my office just feels a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes people say, oh, yeah, I feel so relaxed now. And other times they'll say, yeah, like I feel a little bit, but but I feel more comfortable doing it on my own. Um, and that's where, like, I think it is that the more that we practice this, the better you get at it and just the more comfortable you get with it. Right. But even for me, like it just reminds me even right now. Right. It's just that like, OK, slow down. And it really is helpful.
1: It really is helpful. And I think you brought up such an important point because sometimes I have clients in my office where they try a relaxation strategy once. They're like, no, not working for me. But this idea of really giving it a few tries um, before we write it off or dismiss it, um, because sometimes it takes a little while to get the hang of it um, and, you know, just for our body to lean into it and for our thoughts to settle down. So giving it, you know, a, a few tries is really, really important. Definitely, definitely, for sure. When, Dr. Chen, when should we use box breathing? When is a good time to use box breathing?
0: So that's a really, that's a really great question to ask because sometimes what people think is like, okay, now I have this tool. As soon as, the next time I feel anxious, I'm going to use this tool and it's going to help me relax, right? And typically what happens um, is if you do that, it doesn't really help um, because you haven't practiced it enough. Right. So what I usually suggest to to my clients and and I use this for all sorts of different reasons. Anxiety is one. Um, Anger management is another one. Helping with sleep is another one. Um, But what I suggest to kids um, is don't use it when you're feeling especially emotional to start with. Use it at a time when you're relaxed. Um, So often before we go to sleep at night, um, just practicing it a few times before we go to sleep. Um, Or for some kids, they prefer to do it when they're waking up in the morning and just to kind of set their mind in the right spot for the morning. So usually I say just for the first couple of weeks, the first week or two, just practicing it daily. Um, And the more you practice it, the more quickly you're gonna develop the skill. So the more you practice it, the better you're gonna get at it. Um, And then once you're getting comfortable with it, you'll have the opportunity to use it um, in other situations. So for example, um, you'll be able to use it um, when you're feeling a bit more anxious.
1: I, I think that's so important. It's probably the number one issue that my clients run into with attempting new relaxation strategies. They try to use them at a time when they're really in a heightened state of emotional distress or anxiety. And this practice piece, doing it at times when we're calm, it really facilitates our use at times when we're anxious. Our brain just kind of goes into it without us having to think too much about it. Versus trying to learn it for the first time while we're already anxious. So, this is a fantastic tool. Um, I just wondered you mentioned a little bit about it being okay to try different variations. Um, if somebody's having a hard time with it, um, are they able to maybe try counting to a different number, like three instead of four? Or does it always have to be the four counts?
0: Yeah, um, I, and I've had actually a couple of kids uh, in session when I'm teaching the tools say, you know, Dr. Jen, I feel like that's, it's too much to count to four. Is it okay if I count to three? Or I've had other kids that want to, you know, count to five. And whatever's going to be the most comfortable. And it all depends too on how quickly you're counting and all those different factors. So um, just finding the pace that works well for you. And it gives, when kids get a little bit of, um, you know, say in, in how to do it, it gives them a little bit of um, empowerment too, right? So I'm, I'm such a big fan yeah. of this. So, you know, if they say to me, can I do three instead of four? For sure, like that's definitely, and as long as you're getting, like the, the big piece is making sure you're getting the deep breath in and the deep breath out. And as long as you're doing that, um, it really doesn't matter how you want to change it up. And I've had different kids that want to do different kind of like drawings and they even like, want to do some sort of picture that they look at inside the square. And, you know, like I said, kids are so creative. So however they want to kind of change that up, as long as they're getting the deep breath in and the deep breath out, I'm happy.
1: That's great. Yeah. I know our session today was a little mini session, but are there any takeaways that you can provide us um, before we wrap up?
0: I think just um, like I've already said, just remembering, like, this is just, it's a simple tool, but it's very powerful. Um, it just, it has a way of calming our nervous system down. Um, and then that big one we talked about, the more you practice it, the more relaxed you're going to feel. So mm-hmm. I actually, I, another piece that I, that I didn't mention is I usually teach my kids, the kids I see in session, and then I have them teach their parents, right? Oh, and I get the, the, the parents to do it as well. Um, And this is really cute, right? Because sometimes that when the parents are, you know, kind of getting a little frazzled or uptight, the kid might actually say, hey, you should try mom, you should try the box breathing or dad, maybe now would be a good time to do a bit of box breathing. And it can also be something they do together uh, before Mm -hmm. going to sleep as part of like a nighttime routine. And they can do it together. And then for me, I kind of plug it into any time during the day where, you know, if I'm waiting on something in the microwave or waiting on my computer to start up or sometime where, you know, you might feel, you know, in in the car when you're stuck in traffic, rather than feeling like kind of impatient and sort of like, I hope this hurries up. You just do a bit of that box breathing and it just kind of calms your system Mm -hmm. down. So I just love that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. Those are great opportunities to use it. I really like that when we start feeling some of those just little inklings of irritation or frustration or impatience, it's a really good cue to say, okay, let me just take my deep breaths, do my box breathing now and help myself relax for a moment. Um, So this is a fantastic tool. Thank you so much for walking us through it. And thank you to all of our listeners. And we hope you enjoy your box breathing.